0: And it's truly an honor that we get to bring our camp speakers up to you. These people are amazing and powerful. Jonah and Alexis walk in such anointing and authority. Authority that they walk in is just amazing. And they're leading their kids in it too, the exact same time. And I know ministry's a lot to also do with family. So we love Jonah and Alexis around here, don't we? Let's just give them a hand, a great welcome as they come up here and bring the word. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, we're so honored to be here this morning. Such an honor to be here. This is a big family reunion for us. Um, I, I was talking to uh, Pastor Christie, who I've known for, I think, I don't even know, nine, it feels like nine, over nine years, that this is my sixth camp with you guys. I think it's the num- number six, which blows my mind. <laughs> Um, I feel like I've done this camp more than my camp when I was a youth pastor. Um, so this feels like family. So again, I'm so honored to be here. Um, like Pastor Tim said, my name is Jonah. This is my beautiful wife, Alexis. Yep. And uh, this is Mercy. Mercy Maranatha is her name. And uh, she, she was born two months ago. And uh, she is such a gift to us. Maranatha. How many people have heard that? That word Maranatha. Wow, you guys are educated here. Okay, and most people are like, what does that mean? Maranatha is an Aramaic word that is a prayer, and it means this uh, the one who was and is and is to come. Come, Lord Jesus. And so we believe that her generation could be the generation that ushers in the second coming of Jesus, and that. Jesus is coming in this generation with mercy. He's coming with grace to set us free in a new way. And so that's why we named her Mercy Maranatha. Um, But we're just so honored to be here. Um, And then Cruz. Oh, yes. I have another another child. Okay. Uh, Cruz. How many of you have met Cruz? Yeah. He was up here dancing, and then he just kind of lost it, and he's running around somewhere um, with Drew. And so Cruz, we love our son. He's here. You'll see him a little bit later. But give it up for my wife. It's so awesome. But I'm super, super excited to be here. How many people were so blessed by those testimonies from those young people? Amen. Amen. And uh, even before I keep going, I just want to honor the pastors of this house, Pastor Lynn and Renee Hardy. Can you honor your pastors? Come on, stand up and honor your pastors this morning best people in the world, best people in the world. The whole Hardy family, the Rutsons, you you guys are, every single time I come to this church, I hear story after story of legacy of what this family has uh, plowed in the spirit, you could say, and what they've sown into this region. So I just want to remind you, if you forgot, you are sitting in a blessed church You're you're sitting in a house where there's so much legacy, where God moves, and where your pastors want to see you get transformed. Come on, your your pastors, the pastoral staff of this church don't want you just to come and fill a seat. And that's good news, that, that you're not just coming here on a Sunday morning to just be a number. As far as I'm concerned, and I know their heart too, it's not about numbers. It's about the presence of Jesus being here. Listen, we could, have, we, could have a thou, we could have a mega church. We could have 10,000 people come to church. But if Jesus is not welcome, then what are we even doing? Right? We, we, could, have, we could have the biggest church in the world. But if the presence of Jesus is not here, the Bible says, without him, we can do nothing. That's what it says in John 15. And so I'm thankful that I get to come, and this is like a home away from home to me. I feel like a spiritual son of this house. I get, I'm so glad I get to come to a church where Jesus is glorified and his presence is welcome. Where, where we don't just believe, you know, I, I grew up believing in a different trinity than most Christians. I believed in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Bible. Anybody else with me? Didn't even know who the Holy Spirit was but I'm thankful for a church that doesn't just welcome the presence of Jesus, but the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, we just celebrated Pentecost, and I just want to remind you again today that the gifts of the Spirit are still active and moving in the church. That God is still raising up apostles and prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, until we all look like Jesus, amen? And so I'm I'm just so excited to be here. I already feel like I'm just about to preach, but I haven't even done like an intro or anything. So just kind of gear with me. Um, I'm just so excited to be here. How many people have heard me speak before? Raise your hand. You've heard me? That's a quite a bit of you. How many people have never heard me speak before? Well, that's that's a good amount too. All right. Buckle your seatbelt. I am not polished, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I love Jesus. And... uh and, uh, but I just want to start, how many people saw in that in video, well, first of all, how many people love Jared? So good. Jared, I promise I won't have you up here all day. Maybe I will, but I don't think so, okay? Uh, but how many people lo- uh, saw that shirt in the video that said, Gen Z will be suicide free? How many people saw that? So uh, before, I, before I speak to you, I want to share with you a little bit about what I do and where I've come from, for, for those that you that don't know who I am. I was a, a youth pastor in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle region. How many how many people know Seattle or have been to Seattle? Come on now. Um, that region needs Jesus, so pray for us in the Northwest. We really need the Lord. Um, but I was a youth pastor there for five years. I did BSSM, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, for three years, and then I immediately became a youth pastor at the age of 20. And serving young people was and still is the greatest passion of my life. Um, I I believe that I am going to serve this next generation and the generations to come for the rest of my life. Um, I don't know if you know the statistic, but 70% of Christians get saved in their teenage years. 70% of believers, it's in their teenage years where they encounter the Lord or get filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I I always would tell my pastor this. I I always would say, youth ministry is the most important ministry. (laughs) But I I was that biased youth pastor, you know. And I I believe that this next generation, which is Generation Z, Gen Z, is a generation that's chosen and marked by God. And I I believe that it's this generation that's going to shake the world. And who is Gen Z? Gen Z is anyone that was born from 1997 to 2012. So these are your middle school, your high schoolers, and even some of your college-age students. I'm a millennial. I just passed (laughs) Gen Z, barely. Um, But this generation, I'm telling you, people and statistics say that this is the most depressed, the most anxious, the most suicidal generation, but Jesus is on the move to change those statistics, amen? And so... Uh, While I was a youth pastor in 2019, my brother Jacob and I had a vision from the Lord to start a nonprofit called Stay Here. Say, Stay Here. It was after um, my brother wrote his first book called Only Good News. And the the person who wrote the forward for his book was a pastor by the name of Jared Wilson. And uh, Jared was an amazing man. He had his own nonprofit and, uh, of course, a church that he spoke at. in in Orange County, Um, but he had a nonprofit called Anthem of Hope because he was a pastor who struggled with depression and anxiety, and he wanted to teach people how they could get free. But on Suicide Prevention Day in 2019, oh, man, uh, Jared took his life. And uh, I remember getting the call from my brother because they were pretty close. I mean, he wrote the foreword for my brother's book. Uh, getting the call from my brother, because we've already experienced that. I've had students take their life. Uh, My uncle, who was a mentor in my life, he took his life. And um, my brother calls, and it was just grief beyond grief. And so I got in my car, drove to my brother's house. I'm crying myself. I'm just like, Lord, a pastor? Like of all people, a pastor? Why is this happening? We have to do something about this. And so I stayed at my brother's house for hours. We just processed together, and then we began to pray. We began to pray in his living room in Tacoma, Washington, that Jesus would give us the answers for this generation to see this generation get free from the spirit of suicide. And so we began to pray, and then those tears of grief turned into laughter filled with joy. As we're in the living room and we feel the presence of God just crash into our living room, I'm laughing, Jacob's laughing. Anybody know what it feels like to just be drunk in the spirit, you know, full of, uh, full of joy? That's what was happening. You know, Pete, Paul said, it's not, it's not good to be drunk on wine, but we're not drunk on wine. We're filled with the Holy Ghost we're full of a different joy this intoxication of the love of god and we were intoxicated by his spirit by his presence in the living room because god showed us this is possible and thank you for praying because while everyone says that suicide is a normal way to die and this generation is just going to kill themselves you are saying that there is actually an answer and you're praying a prayer that's actually inside of the heart of god and we begin to pray and we had this vision of us being in schools and doing assemblies and, you know, actually getting where the students are. And so we started this nonprofit, 2019, we got into one high school, 80 students in this high school said no to ending their life. And they said yes to living. Come on now. And then a few weeks later, COVID hit. Ah. We all hate COVID, don't we? <laughs> right? But COVID hit, shuts down every school. And we looked at each other after that. and We were just like, what are we going to do? Because in the midst of the, of the pandemic, three months into the pandemic, there were more suicides in 2020 in three months than all of 2019 combined. And sh- uh, sh- very shortly after that, suicide became the second leading cause of death for Generation Z, and for ages 10 to 14, second leading cause of death. Today, in 2022, it's still the second leading cause, and fentanyl is the is the leading cause of death for this generation, which is called the suicide drug. And so we are in a pandemic, an epidemic right now not of a a disease, but a mental health crisis. And I want to submit this to you, that here's the good news, that the church of Jesus Christ is, we are the people who created the hospitals. We are the people, did you know this, that it's actually Christians who created these things. We created hospitals, we created orphanages, we created, high school, we created colleges for students to learn the Bible, and I believe that we are going to walk into a mental health revival in the next coming years. Amen? It's not okay to be filled with the Holy Spirit and see an issue and just to let it pass you by. It's not okay to be filled with the glory of the one who created the stars and say, oh, we're just going to let this generation die. No, 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 no! This generation will not die, but they will tell of the works of the Lord. And so, in the midst of in the midst of this, we decided uh, after council and meeting meeting a bunch of different amazing people. Um, how many people have heard of the Send, this organization, the Send? How many people heard of that? Wow! I got. I'm gonna educate you guys a little bit here. Okay, so there is. How many people have heard of YWAM Kona? YWAM Kona. How many people love YWAM? Amen. YWAM amazing. Youth with a mission. So basically what happened is my brother and I, we thought that stay here was going to just die. We thought, man, if we can't get into schools, then what are we going to do? And I was still a youth pastor at the time. And my brother started posting videos on TikTok. How many people know what TikTok is? Don't, don't download that app, by the way. Right. But he, he starts posting videos on TikTok and he starts preaching the gospel on TikTok, and in five months, he got to like 500,000 followers of people just watching him preach the gospel on TikTok. He started seeing thousands of people accept Jesus through the videos he was making. It's amazing. Even he would do these uh, TikTok and Instagram live videos, and in one of his videos, there was a girl who was deaf in one ear and she put the phone up to her ear during this video, and her ear opened. Through a video! Come on! And so my brother starts blowing up. He ends up getting to a million followers on TikTok of young people who want to hear about Jesus through an app. One-minute videos, and because of that, my brother just got a lot of, you know, he became really noticed. And so there, uh, YWAM, Uh, called us, and they were like, hey, we want you guys to come out for a a young influencers retreat, young pastors retreat, where we can just collaborate on how we can reach the next generations. It was called the Next Gen Summit. And we go to this Next Gen Summit. Uh, I I didn't go with my brother because I got sick with COVID, and I was not able to get into Hawaii, so I went the, the following month. But when my brother was there, it was the first Next Gen Summit that they did. He was with leaders from Upper Room, Uh, there's an organization called Dunamis in Brazil. It's the biggest young adult organization in the world. They're just crushing it in Brazil. They're seeing revival. And he's meeting with these leaders talking about stay here because they were were like this. Hey, we're not interested in how many followers you have on TikTok, by the way. We're actually really interested if your organization stay here is going to help with this problem of suicide or not. Can you imagine that? We're not not really interested about the following, the influence, but are you going to do something about this current issue? And they were praying all together in this room at the University of the Nations, and this phrase dropped into my brother's spirit. He had a vision of Lou Angle. How many people know who Papa Lou Angle is? He had a vision of Lou Angle rocking like this in a stadium, chanting out, Gen Z will be suicide free. Listen, and then the crowd yelled back, Gen Z will be suicide free. And my brother begins to weep, and he starts yelling it out in this room. Gen Z will be suicide free. And it was this vision that just wrecked my brother, and he called me after, and he just says, bro, I know that you're a youth pastor. I have some of my students actually who are here. Where's Micah and Nathan Burnaby at? Come on, these are Micah here, Nathan. Come on, wave, Nathan. Love you, bro. Students who were in my youth ministry and and uh, but I, while I was youth pastor, my brother he calls me and he says, "Bro, this happened. I need you to pray about doing this full time." There's no promise of income. There's no promise, but there's a generation, man. Correct. So there's a generation who really needs Jesus, and I think we just need to give all to it. And so I I was like, okay, that's pretty scary, you know, (laughs) leaving the comfort of a a salary, leaving the comfort of what I knew for five years. And I'm laying in bed and I begin to pray. And I had a vision from the Lord the moment I laid down in my bed and it was my uncle (laughs) who took his life and he looks at me In this vision, and he says, if not for Jesus, would you do it for me? And then I see, I see this student with actually the Burnaby's cousin. I don't even know if I told you guys this. And he comes up to me in this vision, and he says, what about me? Where would stay here for me? And behind him, I see all of these young people who have taken their life And they said, we needed this. Will you do it for all of them who need it too? Will you do this for them? And I got out of bed weeping like I am right now. And I turned to my wife and I said, we're gonna give everything for this generation. We're gonna give everything for this generation to live and not die. And we're not gonna do it just with good advice. We're gonna do it with the hope of Jesus Christ. We're gonna do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's truly Jesus. Yes, there are practicals, but it's truly Jesus who can set free the human heart. And that's who this generation needs, amen? And so I said yes to the call and uh, basically left everything I knew to do this. And it's so crazy what's happened ever since then. We uh, Just a couple months ago, we, we became a premier partner with The Send the Send is a big organization through YWAM and a couple of other ministries where they do big stadium gatherings. Their first one that they did was in Orlando, and there was almost 60,000 people who came into the stadium to worship Jesus and to be sent into the world. And so the, the second one they did was in Brazil, and they filled three stadiums in Brazil, 150,000 Christians gathered be sent into the mission field. Isn't that incredible? Worship Jesus all day. And so we had the privilege of being at this year's Send in Kansas City, and my brother got to get on stage at the Send uh, short talk. And in in that short little talk, we saw people get set free from mental health issues all over the stadium, and we chanted together that original vision that he had that Gen Z will be suicide-free. There was almost 30,000 young people that shouted with them, Gen Z will be suicide-free. And this is the part that just blesses me the most. Is this okay that I'm sharing all this with you guys? Uh, Right before my brother went on stage, he was in a, a green room with Lou Angle and Brian Barcelona. And Lou Angle... Has been, Man, I, I am really teary this morning. I just hope you guys are okay with that. I really feel like a mess, actually. Lou Engel uh, has been doing these events called The Call for years. How many people have heard of The Call or been to The Call, yeah? Where they would get together for a full day and pray and fast for things like abortion to end. Right? And so what's so amazing is Lou and my brother are in this room with this other man named Brian Barcelona. And Brian comes up to Papa Lou, and he says, Lou, we know and we believe that Roe v. Wade is about to be overturned. This is what happened in this this green room. And you've been praying for Roe v. Wade to be overturned for over 20 years, faithfully doing these meetings to see it overturned. And he says, I believe that you are supposed to hand this mantle for life over to Jacob and Jonah for this next leg of stay here. And that uh, just like you fought for the unborn, they would fight for the born who don't want to be born and wish they weren't actually here. And Lou Angle sits my brother down, begins to rock in his chair and he says, yes, God, do it for stay here. Begins to pray for him. And it's so crazy what happened just out of that meeting. There's the potential from that meeting that there is a prayer room in Denver that's gonna be dedicated just to seeing Gen Z suicide free. It's amazing. And so you're probably asking, like, how do you guys how are you guys gonna do this? Well, first of all, you gotta dream big dreams. I told young people this. If your dream is possible with you, it's too small. It's not a God dream if it's possible with you. If you can do what you want to do in your own ability, you need to dream bigger. You need a supernatural dream. A dream that people look at and laugh. Why? Because with God, what? All things are possible. All things. And so it's, it's crazy what we, what we did during that switch to the pan, through the pandemic. Instead of getting into schools, we created a free online suicide prevention training that is Jesus-centered and hope-filled. And in that training, what we do is we, we teach you the statistics, we teach you the warning signs, the risk factors, and then we teach you how to have a conversation with someone who's dealing with suicidal thoughts and how to lead them into freedom. And it's free. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. It's amazing. We launched this training, nine months ago, and we've trained 3,000 people already, 3,000 individuals, and so I wanna, I wanna encourage you, if you go to our website, stayhere.live, that's our website, stayhere.live, you can get certified in suicide prevention, get a part of what we're doing, learn more. We also have a 24-7 chat line for people who are struggling, which is incredible. This organization called The Hope Line partnered with us And they're available so if you know someone who's struggling that's available and we also have online counseling so we we have a plethora of resources go to our website and you'll find that there okay last thing i want to say is uh this shirt i want to give this shirt away but before i do you're raising your hand she's like that's me right here okay she is hungry for this shirt okay no but so this shirt says gen z will be suicide free i want to share a testimony of one of my students uh, who came to our youth ministry. Her name was Jocelyn, and she went to a Seattle Mariners baseball game wearing one of these shirts. And she was wearing one, it's a, a bit bolder than this. This is white and black. She was wearing our white and red one, and those colors just pop, you know? And so she's at this Mariners game, and she walks into this bathroom and uh, to go to the bathroom. And she, When she's coming out of the bathroom wearing the shirt, This 18-year-old girl approaches her and says, can you tell me about your shirt? What does that mean? She begins to tell this 18-year-old about what we do, about our organization, how we believe that people can be set free through Jesus. And right then and there, this 18-year-old begins to cry. And she says, you won't believe this, but I came to the Mariners game today. I bought a ticket for a sign to live. I already wrote my suicide note. And if I wasn't going to find a sign to live today, I was going to take my life. But you are my sign to live, and I'm choosing to live today. Come on! Through a T-shirt! Through a T-shirt! And so I want to give this away to someone who really, really knows. You're going to wear this to see people around you just... I saw your hand. I'm sorry. I know you raised your hand. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you something, too. But I just feel like you're supposed to get this right here. Yes, in the white. This is for you. What's your name? Candace? Cadence, come here. This is totally for you. You're amazing. And if that's not the right size, come and find me afterwards, okay? You're amazing. And I have, I'm going to give you something, too. You were the first hand. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Are you guys good? So good. I, uh, I have hope for this generation. Can you guys give it up for Jared? Jared, you can sit down, bro. I love you so much. I know, you'd be up here all day. I don't have. Uh, wow, it's already twelve. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. That is crazy. What did I just do? <laughs> that stinks. Okay, I'm going to make my sermon really quick, and I don't think it needs to be long. Maybe, Jared, you should just come back up here. I'm so sorry. I had no idea that it was 12. I'm, I, okay, we're family here, okay? Don't judge me right now, <laughs> all right? Oh, shoot. Okay, John 1, got to open this up. John chapter 1, verse 29. We're going to talk, I'm going to talk really quick about beholding Jesus, if that's okay with you. John 1, 29 says this. The next day, say the next day. John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, say look. Says the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one who I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me who is far greater than I, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified and said, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven, resting upon Jesus. And I, didn't know, I did not know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descended, descend and rest on is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify to you today that he is the chosen one of God. Come on, how many people believe that Jesus is the chosen one of God? I want you to say this with me. Say this. Say, behold. Say, Look. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I want This is just super short today, but I want to just spark your heart today that when you look at Jesus, you get a revelation of who he is. When you look at him, you get a revelation of who he is. And when you understand what he does and who he is, that's when you know who you are. A lot of us were so focused on knowing our identity in Christ and getting all this teaching and learning and learning and learning. And Jesus is just saying, it's more simple than you even know. It's when you behold me, it's when you look at me like John did. He said, I beheld him, I looked at him, and in looking at the Son, I had a revelation that he takes away the sin of the world. Listen to this. That's a revelation for somebody here today. He doesn't just forgive your sin, he takes it away. He didn't just die for you, he rose and ascended and sent his spirit. He's not just the forgiver of sin. He doesn't just give you a get into heaven free card. No, he is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He is the one who takes away your sin and empowers you with his spirit. Come on, we serve an amazing Jesus this morning. I believe the reason why so many people still struggle in the church with habitual sin is because they're shadowboxing something that Jesus already took away. And instead of looking at Jesus we're looking at ourselves and we're trying to improve something that we can't set ourselves free from. We're trying to fix somebody that Jesus wants to kill. And let me explain that. I don't know if you've read your Bible, but it says that you died on the cross with Jesus. Come on, you were so bad, you were unfixable. Jesus had to kill your old man to raise up a new one. It's called being born again. Come on, I've heard a story of of a a kid who he was so tired of looking at his shadow. He just was trying to figure out, how do I get rid of my shadow? Can you see my shadow on the stage? He's trying to get rid of it, and he goes to his dad, and he says, Dad, can you tell me how to get rid of my shadow? And he says, stop looking at your shadow and turn toward the sun. Turn toward the sun this morning. You want freedom? Look at Jesus. You want healing? Look at Jesus. Stop, stop looking at yourself. Stop shadow boxing something he crucified on the cross. Stop trying to set yourself free when there's no power in your humanity to set you free. It's the divinity and the blood of Jesus alone that can set you free. You guys okay? Okay, next verse. We're going to breeze through this. First John. Now we're in First John. We were just in John. Same writer, First John. Chapter 3 says this. Verse 2. Dear friends, we are already God's children. Already. If you're saved today, if you believe in Jesus today, you are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what will we, what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that when we, when, hold on, hold on. But we, but we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him, we will behold him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation of what? Beholding him. Beholding his coming. Seeing him come on the clouds. Listen to this will keep themselves pure as he is pure. John is showing you again that just by expecting his coming, and let me just submit this to you, not just his second coming, but what about Jesus coming in your life today? Come on. Revelation 1, 7 through 9. Let's turn there. Revelation 1, 7. I'm breezing through this, but I believe that you guys are going to get this this morning. Here it is again, Revelation. John again wrote this book, 1 7. Look, say, Look, behold, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him. Come on, I don't want to just see Jesus when he comes in the physical. I want to see him in my prayer closet when no one else is looking. I don't want to wait to be changed in the blinking of an eye and not be ready when he comes on the clouds and he splits through the sky and he comes for his pure bride. I want Jesus now. And he says this, he says, look, he says, look at the one who is pierced, we pierced him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes, amen. And Jesus says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord God, and I am the one who is, who will always, who always was, and who will still, who still is to come. The Almighty One. I love the translation that says the one who is, was, and is, and is to come. Why? Because it's saying this: He came, He still comes, and He's coming. That's that word, Maranatha. It's a three-part word that reminds us, oh, he came and he died and he rose. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. He poured out his Spirit, and now he is through his Spirit. Oh, come on, I'm preaching myself happy this morning. He is through his Spirit. Oh, but let us not forget that there will be a day where this physical God-man comes for a pure bride. Oh, I don't want to get so caught up in end-time theology where I ignore the second coming of Jesus. <sighs> Cuz some of us don't want to touch it. We don't want to read the book of Revelation because we don't understand. Oh, come on. That's the full gospel is not it's the full gospel is that he is coming again. Do we believe that? He's coming for a pure bride. He's coming to take us up with him. And in beholding that and expecting that, guess what? You become more like him. You begin to look like the one you behold. You begin to look like the one. It says this in 2 Corinthians. It says that looking at him as in a mirror, beholding him as in a mirror, being transformed into his likeness from glory to glory. We want transformation, but some of us, All we do for transformation is come up to this altar and have a man of God lay hands on you. Oh, can I step on a little toes today? Some of us, we're not transformed because we're living off of someone else's fire. We're living off of Pastor Lynn's anointing, we're living off of Pastor Christie's prophetic word. What about you? Last, last verse here. I'll tell you right now, your favorite Christian podcast is not going to change your life. Do you understand that you are getting secondhand revelation? You don't need a mediator, Jesus is your mediator. The Bible says that you can come to his throne boldly and find grace and mercy in your time of need. You don't need someone to usher you, maybe when we're young sheep, sure, to teach you how to do that. But when you learn how to get to God yourself, you go there and you stay there. You get that fire yourself. I want to show you this in Matthew 25 and then I'm done. Okay, I promise. I, I, we're, it's already 12:11. Okay, so here we go. This is what Jesus says. The kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids, 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish did not take enough oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. And when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight, they were roused by the shout, Behold, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. And all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. It's what most of us do. Because, oh, let me just get through this. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some oil for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and then those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and then the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But Jesus, he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So, you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. What's Jesus saying here? He's saying, oh, let me submit this to you. The store to buy oil is not a store, it's the secret place. Where do we get oil? From the one who provides oil. Jesus is the oil and the fire. He is the oil and the fire in your lamp. And if we are relying on someone else's oil and fire, we might miss it. And I'm not just I'm I, this is not my opinion. I just read it the I'm just reading the Bible to you. If our relationship with God is based on someone else's relationship, someone else's word, someone some podcast and we actually don't read this for ourselves, pray ourselves, get to know Jesus ourselves. How do I have oil that overflows? It's because I spend time with the one who's oily. I I spend time with the one who was the flaming bush. I spend time with the one, our God is an all-consuming fire. You become what you behold. You become like the one you spend time with. I don't want to miss him at the end of the day and him say, I never gnosko you. I actually never knew you. Gonosco is the word to know. That word is to intimately know like a, like a man and a, or a woman and a husband, how they know each other. The Lord says, you and I never had intimacy. So let me submit this to you. How do you get pr- ready for the second coming of the Lord? How do you get ready in your day to day to carry Jesus out everywhere you go? Intimacy. It's not that hard today. It's this simple. Look at the lamb. Behold the lamb. Look at his face. Spend time with him. Get alone when no one else is looking. Don't just don't just read a read your favorite pastor's book. Read God's book. When when why has this become old and stale to some of us? Jesus is not old and stale. This book's not old and stale. This is the most exciting thing that you can have. He's beautiful. In, in order to have a new revelation or a fresh revelation of who he is, not a new one, a fresh one, of who he truly is, we need to look. And that's all I want to do this morning. I just want to pluck the strings of your heart this morning and say, and remind you, it's not about you. It's about the Lamb. And and if that offends you this morning, I just want to tell you, if you navel gaze for the rest of your life and life just becomes all about you, you are not going to be a happy person. But if you look at the one who is joy, come on, somebody. If you look at the one who is peace, who is righteous, who is holy, you become what you behold. Amen. Can you stand to your feet with me this morning? I believe that in this these coming days, I believe this prophetically for churches all across America that there's going to be a shift in the church where instead of focusing on ministering so much to people, we're gonna minister to the Lord. I don't know if you heard me, but instead of focusing so much on ministering to people, we are going to minister to the Lord. David had a revelation. He played the harp for God and demons would leave Saul. It wasn't that he was trying to minister to a man who was demon-possessed. He ministered to the Lord. And in that atmosphere of presence, demons left. In that atmosphere where Jesus was welcome. Come on, come on, people. I almost said young people. I've been saying young people all week. Come on. we got to believe the word. What does it say? It says he is enthroned on. He inhabits the praises of his people. It's when you look at him. Come on, I want to sing this song. Do you know how to play Worthy is the Lamb? Can we do it? You got it, Jared? Okay, we're going to look at Jesus right now. And here's what's going to happen when we sing this. When you look at him, addictions are going to break in this room. When you look at him, demons are going to leave in this room. When you look at him, pain in your body is going to leave in this room? By looking at him. Not striving. Not by working hard. Not by trying harder. But by looking at the one whom all blessings flow. Through every good and perfect gift comes from this person. So let's look at Jesus. Uh, Let me just say one more thing. I know I'm, I'm done actually after this. But what healed the Israelites when they got a snake bite? They beheld the serpent on the pole. They looked, and in looking, the sickness left. In looking at the one who became your sin. Oh, come on, somebody. Can we sing this? I might, I might sing it, and then you want to find the key here. Let's do it. So this is what it says. It says, worthy is the lamb. Seated on the throne, we crown you now with many crowns. Come on, you know this. You reign victorious, high and lifted up, and high and lifted up. Just look at Jesus. Jesus, Son of God, the darling of heaven, the darling of heaven, crucified, and worthy is the Lamb, come on, sing worthy again, oh, worthy is the Lamb, look at him this morning, Come on, things are breaking. Worthy is the Lamb. Let's sing it again. And worthy is the Lamb Who is seated on the throne We crown, we crown you now With many crowns You reign, you reign victorious high and lifted up you are you are high and lifted up jesus son of god in jesus son of god the darling of heaven you're the darling of heaven crucified worthy And worthy is the Lamb Worthy Oh worthy is the Lamb You're so worthy, you're worthy Oh worthy is the Lamb You're so worthy, you're worthy this morning Oh worthy Worthy is... is Just behold the Lamb, behold the Lamb this morning Oh, worthy is the Lamb. You reign victorious this morning. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. You're so high and lifted up. Worthy, worthy, worthy Worthy is the Lamb. You're You're so worthy, you're so worthy. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. Come on, if you're here this morning and you want to Rededicate your life to the Lord. Give your life to Jesus fully. Surrender fully to the Lord. I just want you to make your way up to the altar right now. I believe there's people here where you want more of God in your life. You want to yield and surrender all. I just want to share with you, today is your day. If Jesus is not Lord of all, Hudson Taylor said, he's not Lord at all. I don't know about you, but I want to be someone who yields and surrenders everything. So if you need something, if you need to surrender something to the Lamb of God this morning, there's a place for you up at this altar. Just come. Come. Even if you're seated with someone, do the work of an evangelist and bring them up here this morning. You're like, you know what? We both need to go. We both need to go up there. Just find a place here. Find a place here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. He's washing over you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Never the same. Come on. Don't let pride keep you from getting free this morning. That lie that says you can do it on your own. You gotta yield you got to surrender all to Jesus this morning. God, I thank you. I thank you. Come on, there's more room. I feel like there's a few more people. I'm not going to manipulate or pressure you. I just feel it in my spirit that there are a few more people. You come up here. You're going to leave a totally different person today. Come on, I know it in my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Freedom is in this house. Joy is in this house. Freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Come on, if you're up here. See, look at more people coming. Come on, can we just make a, can we do a hand clap to Jesus this morning? Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. This is what happens when we behold him. Worthy is the Lamb. Come on, sing it out. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, worthy is is the Lamb. lamb. You're so worthy, you're so worthy. One more time, worthy. Worthy Worthy is the Lamb. lamb. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. All right, we're all going to pray this together as a church, but I want, if you're on the floor, on your knees at the altar, I want you to look at me. Just look at me. you will never be the same today. It's a new day. A new day. Thank you for responding to the pull of the Lord today. I know that there's some of you up here that you're rededicating your life to the Lord or maybe even giving your life to the Lord for the first time. It's the best decision you could ever make. I believe we need to preach the gospel and see people come to Jesus more in our services. Amen. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer, and I want to tell you that there's no magic in the words, but the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died for you, forgave your sins, and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so we're going to pray this prayer together. Amen? And if you're up at the front, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. God's going to change something in your heart, okay? Say this with me. Say, Father God... Come on, everyone, every person in this room, say it with me. Say, Father God. Father God. Thank you for sending your son. Because you so loved me, you sent Jesus. He lived a sinless life, a perfect life. He healed the sick, He raised the dead, He opened up blind eyes. And He was delivered to death for my sins. In Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, but you did not stay dead in that grave. You rose three days later, ascended to the right hand of God so that I could have eternal life. So I put my trust in you. I put my faith in you. I confess that you are Lord of my life. And here's the part you don't want to miss. Pray this with me. Come into my heart. And fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, can we lift up a shout to Jesus this morning? Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you. If you're up here and you've been baptized before, Pray about getting baptized again. I believe that something's going to happen. I just feel it in my heart. And if you've never been baptized, even out there, ask your pastors to get baptized this morning. But I want to pray. I want to pray for a few people here, if that's okay. I know it's 1230. If you need to go, I just, I feel like I could say this. You're free to go. But just a couple more minutes. Colton, can you stand up? Thank you, Jesus. Can you guys extend your hands towards Colton? God loves this man. God loves this man. I love this man. (laughs) Colton, God is the biggest pursuer of you. (laughs) And here's a fresh touch this morning. The touch that you've been aching for and crying for. That you've been wanting and longing for. Asking Will you do it again in me? Will you restore that flame even more in me? Will you make me the man of God I was always created to be? And I see you in the secret place. I see you in your word. God is renewing and restoring your mind. <laughs> and He's filling you fresh. He's clearing the pipes. He's filling you fresh right now in the name of Jesus. Just pray in the Spirit if you know how to pray in the Spirit. Lord, right now, I thank you for a fresh, infilling, and clothing of your spirit right now today on his life right now just receive let go the lord says let go let go let go let go there's so much more there's so much more come on this man's gonna heal the sick this man's gonna raise the dead i see something on your life of like david hogan and where people have doubted because of circumstances and situation, the Lord says to you today, I've not doubted you, no, not one day. I've not doubted you, no, not one day. You've been my son. I called you in your mother's womb. I marked you in your mother's womb, not to be ordinary, not to be ordinary, but supernatural. Oh, it's like Jeremiah. Oh, how God said, I called you as a prophet to the nations in your mother's womb. Oh God, I thank you for a man who will turn love lives upside down, a freedom ministry, dead raised, people sick healed, Father I thank you for the legacy that's in his life come on there's something that happens when you know a prophetic word over somebody it's not a time to doubt the word but to partner with it for the person to go, if God's saying that, we believe it so Father, I thank you touch him fresh today right now fill him up, fill him up Never the same. Never the same again. Embrace him. And God, for this family right here, more of your spirit right now. Right now, freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray this wrist would be healed right now. God's healing your wrist. Whatever this is, he's healing it. He's touching you. He's healing you. Right now. Holy Spirit, touch him. Just take your wrist brace off. Begin to move your brace. When we get saved, God heals the whole man. He touches the whole man. Father, complete healing. How's your wrist feel? What is it? It's. Yes. My wrist is healed. (laughs) come on his wrist is completely healed come on So this is how we're going to end i know it's it's we went over late today that's my apologies but i just want you all to do this for the sake of time i'm going to just pray a quick prayer i just want you all to put your hand in your heart these people are encountering god up in the front but god is something special for all of us as we leave here today and it's the gift of hunger It's the gift of obsession, to want and to long to behold Jesus. And so just put your hand in your heart and say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive the gift of hunger, to hunger after you, to want to look at you, to want to read your word, to want to know you. I want to know you. God, all across this room, I pray fresh fire and fresh oil, fresh fire and fresh oil, your anointing and your fire to rest on all of them. And God, I pray in the homes of every student who went to camp, revival in homes, a move of God in homes, that what the young people encountered at camp would be inside the homes of every family in this place. I pray, Lord, for wild times in your presence not just here at Valley but in our families. God that as we go we wouldn't just know you here we would know you in our living rooms at our dinner tables that your presence would break out and break forth in our homes in this church and in this region in Jesus name. And everybody said come on can we just lift up a shout to Jesus? So good. Come on. So good. Well You guys are free to go. I am closing service, so you guys are free to go. Um, Obviously, if you need prayer of any kind, um, there's people here that would love to pray for you. Um, If you want to linger in his presence, I'm sure that's totally okay, but if you're free, you're free to go. So I bless you all. Love this house. Amen? Amen.